back to the only pop culture podcast in Middle Earth. My name is Rick, and as always, I am joined by my wonderful co-host, the golem to my Smeagol. It's Robbie. How are you doing, Robbie? Um, I've been better. Golem to your Smeagol. I didn't really like that one. You know, I thought <laughs> there was there was like a there was like a really good chance for like some kind of like brotherly bond there. You know, like the Sam to your Frodo, or like you know the the Gimli to your Legolas, even though I'd obviously be Legolas because you're really short. Yeah. You know? Um, but, you know. Yeah, I, look. I, I guess I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Three three podcasts in. Could have been, yeah, I guess I could have gone with the, the Faramir to my Boromir, maybe. But, look, to be perfectly honest. Faramir is so much better. I didn't want to do any of those. <laughs> I just wanted to hurt you. Yeah, I just wasn't really feeling it. So here we yeah, are. I suppose suppose after oh, this being the third podcast we do today, you kind of like just go away. I'm done. I just want to get it done and get you out of my house. You, you know the best part? Even when I leave, you're coming to my house. I know. Uh, <laughs> we are three episodes in today. This will be, by the time we finish recording this, we've probably been recording for about four hours four or five hours so we've been going for a well, long got, long I got, time i got here at like what it was like it was only just past 11 yeah it's about 11 30 i think so we've been going been, been going so far for about well we I'd haven't been recording the full time i'd but, say like we started at 12 probably. yeah so about four hours in so far and another episode to go so we're getting there. <laughs> we're we're doing, getting there. We're doing it for you guys, so you better like and subscribe. Tweet me a da- No, don't tweet me a da- <laughs> Do you even have a Twitter? No. No. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, we have a Twitter, but I've just never like actually like set it up properly. I really want to get a Twitter just so I can like post outlandish things that no one listens to. Yeah, it's an anonymous account. Or like a Reddit. I, I've never used a Reddit. I don't know how to use Reddit. That's a weird thing to admit. Yeah, well, I just don't really use... It's just an online platform where you like post questions and yeah, comments. I just, and... I just don't use... You know how to use a keyboard, right? It, like on a piano? <laughs> <laughs> if you're asking if I play the piano... <laughs> yeah, I dabble. <laughs> oh, wow. All right, look. <laughs> Let's just get started. <laughs> If you couldn't guess, we are here to talk about Lord of the Rings today. <laughs> yeah, if you didn't get that by the piano talk or the <laughs> golem. We are in preparation for the new series that is being released on Amazon Prime coming very shortly. September 2nd, baby. Yeah, we'll actually, um, we'll be away. We, this, will be, this will be coming out in the middle of... Does this come out after the release? Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so technically, retroactively... Where uh, the the series would have started already, we're probably already like one or two episodes into watching it at we'll, this point we'll in time. We'll probably do another episode when the whole series is finished, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're definitely going to revisit it and have a bit of a chat as a as a as a whole. Oh yeah. But this will be kind of where what we're going to do is we're going to have a bit of a look back or a look into the trailer, the two trailers that have been released so far, and share our thoughts and what we think is going to come from it. If we're going to, if we think it's going to be a good series or not, our level of excitement. And then we're going to take a step back, I guess, take a step back, but also take a step forward. We're bringing the original trilogy into 2022 and we're going to recast the fellowship. 
So we're going to have a look at the fellowship from the original trilogy of the Lord of the Rings, and we're going to see who we would get to play those characters if it was to be set or if it was to be made today. Mm -hmm. But first, let's have a look at our trailer. Evil does not sleep. It wakes. Beyond the darkness, tempting shadow to bury us all beneath the mountain. He has no one name, but many. If you heard of him, lad, if you heard of Sauron. All right. Well, what I want to know what your initial reaction is to the to the latest trailer and what your hype level is, Robbie. So where where are you sitting at it with it at the moment? Um, still not really getting what it's about. So like in that aspect, I'm like excited, but I'm also I don't know what I'm excited for. You know what I mean? Like how you kind of just like because I'm already a fan of the stories. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I know I like this. Even The Hobbit, which was, you know, not done. It wasn't very popular. I still enjoyed watching them. I was just like, this is just is not as good as Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I so, didn't enjoy it as much. The first one was okay, but I still can't get over the fact that they made the smallest book into three movies. That is insane to me. Like, and purely just a cash grab as well. Oh, yeah, no, fully. I, like, visually... I mean, standard, it's Lord of the Rings. It's stunning. Yeah, it looks fantastic. It looks incredible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the landscapes. The shit's not even real, Rick. You know, like, at least in Lord of the Rings, like, most of the stuff, because, you know, there was, there was the adventure, they were traveling. Yeah. It was all just New Zealand. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, natural the, beauty. In the trailer, they were in, like, 12 different locations. You know, yeah. There's heaps, and, like, none of it's real. But it, it looks, looks great, it though. It looks so good. It looks, it's, it would look, it's going to look so good on, uh, like, a, you know, full high definition, ultra high definition TV. Yeah. It's going to look fantastic. I know what I'm doing with my tax dollars. <laughs> well, I think the story, I mean, I don't know exactly what's going to be happening with it, but it is, it's obviously a prequel. It's set. Uh, in the second age, which is kind of, I think from memory, I haven't read, well, I haven't completed reading the Silmarillion. It's a tough read, I find. Um, but it is kind of set in that age where Sauron is starting to gain a bit of power. And you get the quotes from Galadriel, young Galadriel of her saying that, you know, war is coming and you haven't seen the things that I've seen because that's post the war with the original Dark Lord of Lord of the Rings, which was Morgoth. Um, I don't know how much you know about the lore of Lord of the Rings and Morgoth. Are you familiar with the Silmarillion and all that kind of thing? I am not. Okay. All right. We won't go too deep into the lore. As I said, I never really finished the Silmarillion. I I really like the backstories of Lord of the Rings. There is so much content in there, but the Silmarillion is just a very tough read. But I think it's set around those kinds of times and it is Sauron starting to build his power. I'm really excited for it. I love Lord of the Rings. It's one of my favorite movies. I don't, it's not something which I revisit as often as say Star Wars or the MCU and purely just based on the fact that it's so long. Like to sit down and watch one yeah, of those movies. Yeah, you say that though, but I guarantee you, like you'll watch, you'll watch like three or four MCU movies in a month. 
as opposed to the one Lord of the Rings movie you watched this year. Yeah, but that's like because I can get through a lot of uh, sorry, we, I can get through an MCU movie in like half an evening. What you about know? Endgame? Well, Endgame's different. <laughs> <laughs> it's you're a liar. He's <laughs> a liar. With- By the way, just real quick, um, my voice is going. Yeah. Um, in case you can't tell. I sound good when it's deep, but um, you know, so, I mean, you're going to hear a few voice breaks probably throughout. The baritone's coming out. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think understandable. We are yeah, as we said, like four hours into recording at this point in time, so it happens. Happens to the best of us. Doesn't happen to me. I am more than the best of us. So <laughs> <laughs> whatever. An absolute whatever. professional. You've had like two bottles of water, you've got up to piss six times. I don't know what you're on yeah. about. Yeah. I have the bladder of an eighty year old. Rick, look at look at the water bottles I've got over here. Do you see this? Yeah, it's more than me. <laughs> How many times have I got up to piss? Mm-hmm. None. Because I'm a tank. I don't know. That's such a weird thing to brag about. <laughs> I don't pee as often as you. It just means you have the bladder of a child. Well, child, 80-year-old, you know, either way, same thing. <laughs> is it? Mm, no, but regardless, the, <laughs> no, the end yeah. result is the same. Completely irrelevant to the actual topic. Of the yeah. Podcast. Out of 10, how excited are you for the new Lord of the Rings content? Um, I'm going to go with probably an eight. An eight? Yeah, because, like, I'm excited... And it could be higher, but I just don't really know enough. Also, like just based on the the trailer that I saw, I don't recognize a single actor except for the elf that Galadriel's talking to. And I don't know where I know him from. Yeah, okay. That's not necessarily a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing, but like, you know, it's easier to get excited for things when, you know, you see an actor that you've seen in movies that you like. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Or when you know what the movie or the movie or the show is going to be about already, like yeah, I know it's Lord of the Rings based, but I don't know anything because because like you said, it is in the Second Age. I don't know jack about that. You know yeah, I mean? I'm yeah. excited to learn about it. I don't know fuck all about it. It's a new, it's a new exciting adventure. We're going on an adventure. <laughs> I I think I'm about the same. I think I'm about an eight. Before the trailers came out, I wasn't. I think I wasn't really feeling it that much. Yeah, I, honestly, I was like, I'm going to watch it, but I'm also like, no, like, I'll be patient with it. You know? Yeah, yeah. I was kind of like, I'm not I'm not desperate for it to get here, but then the trailers came out. I was like, wow, this actually looks fucking epic. Did you see that first, um, the first bit that came out? It wasn't even the teaser trailer. It was like, it was just the molten going through the... Like revealing the name? Yeah. Yeah. That was so cool. Yeah. They've done a very good job of building hype since they started releasing that stuff. The other side of that as well is that while hype has been being built on one side, there has been a bit of criticism on the other side due to diversity in Middle Earth. <laughs> yeah. Diversity does not belong in Middle Earth. Oh, wild. <laughs> I, I stand with Saruman. <laughs> yeah. They, like, imagine making those claims. Like, imagine watching a trailer and... I don't know. I feel like we come back to this quite often and it's really starting to bother me a little bit of like how toxic people can actually be. Yeah, but, but it's like, just like, I, I I don't agree with it, but I get where people are coming. It's like you with your gore thing, you know, pe- people just want things to be- A certain they- way. Yeah, like if something's already one way, 
people people are always going to get get upset when things but change. like new characters that didn't exist before and then seeing seeing them portrayed by you know a, a well the dwarf the black the black woman dwarf and that people are just getting so riled up about I thought I thought it was like the fact that it was there was a woman dwarf well if that's the case as well that's ridiculous because even Gimli talked about women dwarfs in the second movie like it's not like women dwarf didn't exist I yeah. don't I don't get it no, I don't I think, understand I think, I think the thing was that I'm not sure if this is true but I, I I don't know if this was in Lord of the Rings lore or another fantasy lore that I read but it was that the women dwarves, uh, you can't tell the difference between them and the men because they had beards. Because they have beards. Yeah, that yeah. was that was like a joke in Lord of the Rings. Was it? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> See, this is what I'm talking about, Rick. I don't know. Yeah. Look, it's it's yeah. I don't know. It's just one of those things where I just don't understand. I mean, I get unnecessarily angry about things all the time. That's half of, half of this podcast. But like to to watch a trailer and then get upset because there's a black person in there or there's a female dwarf and then get like to get angry about it and then post that like why why are you angry about this this is such a bizarre thing to devote so much time it's the beauty of the internet Rick uh, you yeah can, you, can, you can everybody share, has a say you can share your innermost thoughts and be completely anonymous yeah. It's kind you of gross. E- you can even say stuff that you don't believe in, but you just know it's going to get a reaction. Just to rile people up. Mm. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. Like, I love the Lord of the Rings, like and I'm really excited that, for that. Like, I saw this post, and it was it was on one of our Instagram posts. I think it was in response to something we had. And it was saying that, I don't know what Rick's talking about. I totally agree with that YouTuber that commented on uh, the movie based on the trailer. What? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see this. Hang on, let me just post it real quick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just nah, I'm just messing. But like, yeah, my personal vendetta against this anonymous YouTuber that I <laughs> I'm not telling anybody who it is. Tell me, Rick. No, <laughs> Rick. Tell tell me, it's just you and me. I don't want to get flamed by 1.3 million subscribers, man. I, it's not worth it. I'd rather just argue with them online on my own private account. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so as we said, we are going to now try to attempt to recast the original trilogy of The Lord of the Rings. The Fellowship. The Fellowship. We're focusing purely on The Fellowship. The original trilogy. Was this Star Wars? Well, it is the original trilogy. Well, it is, but like, you know, it's just, <laughs> you could just call it The Fellowship. I mean, sure. Okay. We're, so we are recasting The Fellowship. We're not going to be looking at any of the external characters like your Elrons or your Denethors or Theodans, that kind of thing. So we're purely just going to be focusing on the main nine, The Fellowship of the Ring. We're going to start with Aragorn. Who do you have as your king of men? I have my king of men. Yep. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Why? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like he kind of just fits the build, you know, like he's just like, he's not like a really big dude. You know, like, I don't know that it's like, as in, he's just not very Aragon's, you know, cause he's the, the ranger, the strider, you know, he's yeah. like, he's like a loner. And I just really get that vibe from Keanu Reeves. Like, <laughs> I, I, after watching like the John Wick movies, I feel like he just plays it really well. Yeah. You know? So, and like, Dude looks good in like a small beard, so it's just like you know, it's just okay. And also, 
everyone loves Keanu Reeves, everyone loves Aragorn, so it's kind of just like I can I can see um, like aesthetically, I can see him pulling it off. My choice for Aragorn was Michael Fassbender. <laughs> I love that you said that. Why? Um, you'll see. Okay. <laughs> I don't have Fassbender, by the way, in my list. Okay, good. <laughs> but I felt what I wanted from Aragorn was somebody who, for me, Aragorn is what is kind of like being, like he's what a man should be. The like he's tough, he's strong, but he's also very sensitive. Like he's all he's open to being sensitive. He's open to like crying in front of his friends. Like he sings for Boromir when Boromir dies. Like he's a very sensitive yet masculine man. And I feel like Michael Fassbender- Keanu Reeves does it really well. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I feel like Michael Fassbender has the the range, the acting chops to be able to pull that off, but also to be able to pull off the upper ends of that when he becomes king and he's standing out the front of the black gate and giving his speech that Michael Fassbender would be able to speechify really, really well and, and gets like the peak of man that I am a king and people should follow me as well as the like, that, like I said, that sensitivity that he can, like, the when he's talking with Frodo, I would have followed you through to the Black Gates themselves. I feel like he could capture both of those perfectly. Okay, okay. Did you have anybody else on your list? For Aragorn? Yeah, like, possibilities? Oh, I was, like, I think I was just going more for aesthetic on this one, but kind of not really. Um, Actually, no, I don't want to say it because I've this guy's a different... I've changed his role. Oh, you've got him somewhere else? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I had a couple that I was tossing up between. So obviously decided to go with Michael Fassbender. I also had on my list Kit Harrington, and that was just purely based off of that, off of aesthetic. <laughs> yeah. And the other one that I had was Oscar Isaac as well. And that's, I'm a big fan of oh, Oscar oh, Isaac. Oh, oh. That's pretty cool. And like the same reason, like I feel like he would pull off the, Pull off both ends of that of being like. I feel like, like he'd be a better Boromir. Oscar Isaac. Yeah. I don't think he's as like as um like for my Boromir, I wanted someone that was big and like could be physically imposing, and I yeah, don't think okay. Oscar Isaac pulls that off. Like he has an intensity about him, which I think would, which would suit Aragorn really, really well. But you know, Boromir is kind of like if Aragorn is like this is what it means to be a man. Boromir is this is what it means to be a warrior, and I yeah. wanted somebody that would like capture that essence a little bit more. Yeah, okay. Well, I've, just off of your um, uh, explanation, I've nailed Boromir. All right. Should we go to Boromir then? We've already started talking about him. Sure. My Boromir is Henry Cavill. Yeah. <laughs> big, big, beefy man. Yeah, just jacked man. And I'm I'm sorry, I'm scared of him a little bit. <laughs> I've watched The Witcher, you know. he plays He plays that role really fucking well. Obviously plays Superman as well. Yeah, I'm not scared of Superman though. But I also think that Boromir needs to be like Boromir is not a bad person either. Like he should be intimidating and he should be, as I said, like the ideal warrior, but he's not necessarily someone who you should be terrified to approach. Like I think he's still sort of supposed to be charismatic. He's a fantastic leader as well. Like he's, you know, the warriors of Gondor all love Boromir. But yeah, I think like in terms of the physical look of it, I think Heron Cavill could pull that off pretty well. I do I do want to, just before you go for your Boromir, I'd like to say that even though he was in The Lord of the Rings already, I did have Carl Urban as an honourable mention for Boromir. Yeah. Because, I mean... Yeah, I think that's that's not a bad choice as well. I, mean, yeah, I just feel like 
he do that so well. My some of my honorable mentions. I had uh, John Bernthal, uh, the Punisher from the oh, Netflix yeah, series, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I also had Chris Hemsworth as a like you know the the warrior son of the proud father kind of thing, just to try and uh, capture he, that vibe a little bit. He's describing Thor. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth plays Thor in Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah, but I, I actually ended up settling on Idris Elba. Interesting. Yeah. I wanted to go with someone who, again, could play someone imposing, and I think I think that Idris Elba obviously has that ability too. He's, I think, a bit of a, a bigger build than Michael Fassbender, and I kind I wanted my Boromir to be bigger. You know, um, I actually had Idris Elba for Aragon originally. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and I do think that, like, I think, I think Idris Elba would be able to play that, um, like, when Boromir kind of wakes up to how he's been behaving, and you know, when he's chasing Frodo through the woods, and then he realizes the mistakes that he's made and that regret that he has, and then the redemption of Boromir. I think, I think Idris Elba would knock that out of the park as well. He's a very quality actor. Correct. Yeah. Well done. Okay. Who do you want to do next? Uh, you want to go Gimli? Sure, let's go Gimli. Gimli. <laughs> you can go first. I struggled with Gimli a little bit. I'm a big fan of Gimli. He's one of my favorite members of the original fellowship. He's <laughs> not, just he's not just much to of, choose from, but yeah, go on. Look, he's just a lot of fun. I, and I always like, he's obviously, he's kind of the comic relief character. And that's the part that I sort of focused on a little bit here with this. I did consider Danny DeVito. That's... Not even funny. That's, <laughs> that's a mockery of what this is. I decided against it. I should hope so. <laughs> I think Danny DeVito, like, if we're looking for comedy relief, would smash that out of the park. But I I just couldn't see him being a warrior. <laughs> yeah. No shit, bro. No shit. So I ended up settling on Seth Rogen. What? Yeah. I know that's a bit of a I know that's a bit what? of an out of the park choice. But Seth Rogen is not a bad dramatic actor either. I, lo- I, wa- I really wanted to get somebody who, like, isn't going to be, isn't your typical pretty Hollywood actor that has, like, I think Seth Rogen would be able to pull off a, a voice that would fit Gimli as well. I don't know about that. I'm just hearing his laugh. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, do you remember Gimli's laugh as well? Yeah, but he's, he's like... He's like a tough man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Seth Rogen's not tough. Yeah, cover him in dirt, grow his beard out a little bit in his hair. I'm sure it'll be fine. I think Seth Rogen would have a lot of fun in the role. And like, obviously it would be a little bit of a different vibe to the, the Gimli that we're used to. But yeah, more playing into that, uh, the comedic aspect of it a bit more. I mean, I'm going to say my joke one first. Okay. <laughs> just, just for a laugh and just, you know, to save on budget, uh, Peter Dinklage. <laughs> yeah for Gimli you yeah know, you don't have to fucking special effects the shit out of him on every scene he's in he would be good though like I, I mean I also do think he would he's be a good. fantastic actor he I, would I do I just think I think he'd be better off as like Boromir or Aragon yeah you know yeah like, he's such a good actor those types of roles a little bit more dramatic Gimli yeah. doesn't really get the drama no no you know but no the one I've gone with for Gimli is actually um, Jason Momoa because I think that he kind of he's he's intimidating but he is actually funny as well he can joke he's kind of like and he's got that weird he just looks like he has the face of a dwarf in my opinion 
You know what I mean? Like the the brutish like look with the long hair and the beard and he's he's got a bit of a jacked face because he's got his like weird eye going on. <laughs> I don't know. Man, poor, poor Jason Momoa. I just oh, catch his phrase right now. Dude, I love that guy. And I wish, <laughs> I wish I was him, but I'm not. But I just think that that kind of person would do do really well as Gimli. You know, I think he'd be better than fucking Seth Rogen. I'll tell you that much. I feel like I feel like Jason Momoa is too like attractive. Is too sexy to be Gimli. Yeah, but you can fuck him up. You, know you can I mean? fuck him up. You can fuck him up. <laughs> the mess his face. I guess you can do like prosthetics and things exactly, like that. Exactly, yeah. I like, also feel like he's that's too... What they, that's what they did for a lot of the actors in The Hobbit. But don't you think he's just a bit like too charming? Yeah, but he's an actor, right? Yeah, I know. But like all of the characters that he plays are like, they're very charismatic. And it's his chance to break out of that. So you're you're giving him the opportunity. You're not basing this on like roles we've seen previously. You're giving him the opportunity to grow. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, like I just I also don't think like out of all of the characters to play, I feel as if Gimli's probably I don't want to say the easiest, but he's like the most straightforward to play. You know what I mean? Like we were saying, like he doesn't have dramatic scenes. You know, he's either in warrior mode or he's making jokes. You know, I mean, at the very end when he's looking up at Legolas and says, "I never that, thought I'd die fighting yeah. side by side by an elf." Yeah, and it's like, "How about with a friend?" Yeah, that's one scene, Rick. That's yeah. one scene, and I you can hit that it. scene. I love that scene too, but you can hit that scene. You know what I mean? Very emotional. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say that's very emotional. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what? Who have you got for your Legolas? My Legolas, I had two choices for this. And what I wanted to get out of my Legolas, they have to be pretty, right? For a man to play Legolas, it has to be someone who is like they're almost like beautiful as opposed to being conventionally handsome. And I don't know if I, I don't know if I 100% got that, but obviously there's, you know, makeup and everything. And they ha- also have to capture a bit of an ethereal quality of the, like an aloofness. They're above kind of above us mere mortals. Mm-hmm. I went with Harry Styles. Huh. Harry Styles, who's making his, uh, making his name in the acting world at the moment. He's got a couple of movies coming out very shortly. Also played Eros in The End of the Eternals. I think that he'd be able to pull that off pretty well. And I think that he would, he's someone who is able to kind of hold their own when it comes to like backwards and forwards banter as well. So I think that... Pairing him up with Seth Rogen, I think Seth Rogen would obviously carry most of the comedic chops in that aspect, but them having that relationship, I think they'd be able to bounce off of each other pretty well. Hmm. I mean, I do I do like Harry Styles. <laughs> I feel like at this point in time, it's more common for people to like Harry Styles than not. Like Harry Styles kind of seems to be... He's kind of forced himself on everyone for us to like him. He's forced himself. Like he's he's just he's done so well for himself. You can't not like him. Yeah. See, here's the thing with Harry Styles. Like to, to not like him is just like, oh yeah, he just you know he wears dresses. He's gay. It's like, well, you just a homophobe. It's not you don't like him. You just you know you just yeah, just a bigot. Yeah. I Harry Styles was never my favorite member of One Direction. You're an idiot. <laughs> and when they were like you know when they were still a a band and they were still a thing, Liam was my favorite. 
okay. Liam Payne. And unfortunately, Liam has been making some wild life choices recently. <laughs> Have you seen the interview that he did with Logan Paul? No. Oh, boy. It's honestly so cringy to watch. It's It hurts because I've devoted a lot of time with him being my favorite. And now I feel a little bit betrayed personally. <laughs> and it's just like Harry Styles just keeps on doing good things. And it's like, oh, fuck, I'm going to have to. It has to be. Like, he has to be your favorite at this point because he's just... He's the only one that's consistently doing good things. So, yeah, it is. It's it's hard not to. It's hard not to like Harry Styles at this point, unfortunately. Yeah, well. And I only say unfortunately because, like I said, I've spent so much time dedicated to having Liam and Louis. Louis was my second favorite. <laughs> and I stand by the fact that I still think Louis is the most attractive of the of the group. Yeah, I'll leave that to you. That's that was an unsolicited opinion, but that's, you know, I'm just putting it out there. That's totally fine. <laughs> you know what, man? That's totally fine. Good for you. If we were to rank them, <laughs> <laughs> we're very off topic. <laughs> In terms of attractiveness, if we were to topic. rank them, <laughs> Niall is the lowest. My lord. <laughs> Niall is the lowest. Liam's the next most unattractive. Then it's Zane. Then it's Harry. And then it's Louis. That's my definitive ranking of One Direction attractiveness. Nobody asked for it, but there it is. Um, I'm glad it rocked up in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, I only picked Harry Styles so that I can fucking like shoehorn that in there. Good, good for you, Rick. Good for you. <laughs> my backup pick for Harry Styles uh, for Legolas was Richard Madden, who played uh, Icarus in The Eternals. Um, and was also in Game of Thrones as, uh, is it Rob Stark? Yep. Yeah. Perfect. Now, I was, I was looking at him as well. I was like, ah. I also like, I also contemplated him for Aragorn as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who do you have for Legolas? For Legolas, I have Jude Law. Oh, that's not a bad pick. Thank you. I like that. I'm actually very proud of that pick. I think. Cause he has like. The ethereal feeling as well. Yeah. And like and, he's, and he's got the chops. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's not like, he's not starting up like, uh, like Harry Styles. Yeah. He's, he's fucking, he's already on the He's money. proven himself at this point. Oh boy, has he. <laughs> yeah. Big fan of Jude Law. I think he would have to, that he'd have to spend a bit of time in makeup to try and de-age him a little bit. Yeah. And I don't really think that'd be that hard though. Cause like, I, I was, mean, he's still very handsome. Yeah, exactly. He's still, I mean, if he was in a band, he'd be my favorite. <laughs> yeah, if he was in One Direction, he would be number one. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be the only direction. Yeah, um, not a bad choice. I didn't. He was the first one I came up with, and I'm very happy with that. The first one that you came up with for the entire fellowship, or just for, for the Leg entire fellowship, and he's the only one I came up with for Legolas as well. Ah, okay, interesting. Like, I, I, I did think about Timothy Chalamet for a minute. Yeah. And then you pointed out to me that he'd be better off somewhere else. And I was like, yeah, okay, you're right. You're yeah, right. yeah. Well, yeah, I think I, when we talked about that, I pointed out that he'd, he'd also make a good Frodo. So should we talk about Frodo? By all means, mate. Well, I didn't have T Timothy Chalamet as my Frodo. I actually really struggle with the Hobbits. I don't know how, how you felt about doing the Hobbits, but they were definitely the hardest ones for me. Um, I didn't feel too bad about it. It's just like finding an actor who can portray that youthfulness but actually still be a good actor as well and also like i think with with the lord of the rings like you're not necessarily looking for like heartthrobs to play the hobbits you know like they're just 
shy folk. Like they're just simple guys that just like to spend their time getting high and drinking beer from the the Green Dragon. Like I just I didn't want someone that was like, oh, you're fucking gorgeous to look at. So oh, well, we went different ways on that one, didn't no. we? <laughs> like my my Sam and my um Frodo. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I think I nailed that. My Marion Pippin, I was kind of just going youthful that could have good banter on screen because like that's what they are yeah yeah so you've got you've got some handsome hobbits then mary and pippin i would arguably are handsome actually no fuck it all my hobbits are arguably handsome look i would say that two of my four hobbits are i people would consider conventionally attractive um i wouldn't say any of them are unattractive by any means i wouldn't say that about anybody i'm not that kind of person (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's I yeah I did find the hobbits tricky. My Frodo, I picked Dylan O'Brien for my Frodo. Nah, he's too good, too good looking, and he's an action star. Not a fan. <laughs> I think he's a great actor. I don't know if have you ever watched the Maze Runner series? I have. Yeah, I didn't like it, <laughs> <laughs> but I liked Dylan O'Brien. He was he was I, really really good. I really liked the first movie. Yeah, the first the, one was the Maze, good. The Maze Runner movie, I. Really enjoyed the second one, second one, and the third one. Shit house. Did not care for it at all. Yeah. The only thing I cared about after the first movie was Will Poulter coming back in the third. No. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, boy, where you been? The only I um I actually didn't watch the third one, and the whole reason that I didn't watch the third one is because of the death of Newt. Spoiler alert. Um, I fucking when I read the books, I read the books. And I love Newt. Newt was my favorite character in the entire series. Thomas and Brody Sangster is, oh, he could be a hobbit. We might actually talk about that in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> he would be such a good hobbit. Yeah, we might actually talk about that in a minute. <laughs> Holy shit. Nailed that. Putting him in. Who's your, uh, who's your Frodo? My Frodo is Asa Butterfield. Yeah, from, okay. From um, Ender's Game and Sex Education. Yeah, I did look at him. I did look at him as well. I think he slaps. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's just, I don't know. I feel like, and like when Frodo kind of goes to that, like, when you don't like him. Yeah. I feel like Ace would nail that. Yeah, yeah. I, um, yeah, I think that's a pretty good pick. I think he's, he's a bit more youthful than Dylan O'Brien, for sure. Um, so, like, he's probably going to be able to capture that. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, the Hobbits are supposed to kind of pass for children as well, which. <laughs> yeah, look, my Sam. Is not passing for a child. Yeah, and look, Dil- like Dylan O'Brien won't, and I think my Samwise probably wouldn't either. <laughs> but my, my Sam is so not passing for a child. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Samwise Gamgee. Who do you have for Sam? Uh, I had a toss up between James McAvoy and John Bradley. Wow. John, John Bradley plays um, Tully, Sam Tully. <laughs> Sam Tully. Yep. So I was like. So which one did you end up on? Uh, James McAvoy. You ended up on James McAvoy. Yeah. Well, that's good because I picked John Bradley for my Samwise. <laughs> <laughs> he already plays a Sam in fantasy. Like it was just, and he's just, that is the essence of Samwise, right? Like he is just the like sweet guy, does what his best friend needs him to do. He's always there to help out when he needs to. Yeah. I, um, yeah, John Bradley was my pick. <laughs> Why did you go for McAvoy? That is such an out-of-the-park pick. I know. I just, I don't know. I was just like, I was just trying to picture who I would have as Sam. 
Is this just because you like McAvoy? You're like, no, I gotta not, get him in there somewhere. No, not even. I would I would much rather he play something like Legolas, but I I don't know. I just felt like he could play the type of character that Sam is very well. You know, just like the supporting, like backbone strong character. Dude, that is wild. I know. I know. <laughs> that is wild. I know. It, it is like <laughs> I don't know why I feel like I know it's a crazy pick, but I feel good about it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? <laughs> yeah. No, it's weird because I'm like, I know this sounds stupid. It I does. Know, it sounds it, so weird. I know it sounds dumb, but I, this might be I, just a you thing, man. I feel it. <laughs> Look, this is that Rick. They're all me things. <laughs> I just I want to point out. Asa Butterfield is 25 years old and has a very youthful face. Yeah, look, I know. James McAvoy is 43. Yeah, John Bradley's old too, bro. All right. Yeah, but he still looks younger. Whatever, homie. I'm I'm just looking at the. (laughs) But when you think about it. I'm looking at the picture of James McAvoy from Glass right now, (laughs) where he's like jacked and screaming. (laughs) How are you getting Samwise out of this? Well, I've also changed it to Thomas Brady Sangster, so... No, you can't do that. Why not? Because you've already said James McAvoy. Look, I stand by what I said, but that was what I had on my list. When that I is so wild, man. That yeah. is so fucking wild. That's great. Thomas Brady Sangster. Thomas Brady Sangster is my Mary. Is he? Yeah. I, I had him penciled in as my Mary already. Did you really? Yeah, 100%. Oh, you already had O'Brien. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so Dylan O'Brien was my Frodo. I had Thomas Brody Sangster as my Mary. So yeah, Newt from um, the uh, the Maze Runner series. Very youthful face. Yeah, he, he's he's old. He, he's yeah. older than you and he looks younger than me. Yeah, and he would absolutely pass for, you know, you shrink him down, he would absolutely pass for a child. He would absolutely pass for himself in Nanny McPhee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you know how he was like, I think playing like a five, like seven year old or something in Nanny McPhee? He was like 16. He, yeah, he was like 14 or something like that. It's crazy. He is one of like, I can't believe how young he was. He's 32. I think it was him, him and the mountain from Game of Thrones, like Thor Bjornsson. Yeah. Yeah. They're like the same age. Yeah. Yeah, That's absolutely ridiculous. wild. Absolutely wild. Thor Bjornsson's like second or first strongest man in the world. He's like six foot ten. Yeah. Like 150 kilos of muscle. Yep. Thomas Brody Sangers is fucking tiny. Scrawny little baby face. Yeah. So he was he was my Mary. Because I think him paired with my Pippin, I think they would bounce off of each other really, really well. Is it another maze runner? It's not another maze runner. No. Is no. it Logan Lerman? No. <laughs> Stop trying to guess. I'll tell you soon. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Daniel Radcliffe? <laughs> I considered Daniel Radcliffe for Frodo. Yeah, so did I. And like, just <laughs> because you, they look exactly you, the same. Did you consider Rupert Grint for Sam? <laughs> no, I didn't go that far. <laughs> I did. I was like, ooh, could be. I was like, oh, I was like, oh. He's Daniel Radcliffe could like really portray a good throw. I was like, yeah, that's because he looks exactly the same as Elijah Wood. <laughs> yeah, they, they get confused for each other. Yeah. So I feel like that was kind of the cop-out answer. Like, no, I've got to think about this a little bit further than that. It's like, who looks like Frodo? So, yeah. Now, nah, who did you have for Mary? For Mary, I had Timothy Chalamet. Ah, uh, okay. So you got him in there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's, I think, good for, for Mary because not, um, like, Pippin is the one that's the the goof. Yeah. Like, he's, like, they're both, they're both a bit silly, but Mary is the one that's more switched on and Pippin is the one that's kind of, like, 
always like fucking things up and being a bit uh, being a bit dumb <laughs> compared to Mary. So yeah, I think like I think he would capture that, be like still be able to have a bit of fun with it and play around a bit, but also like when it comes to the serious moments, he's yeah he could capture those a little bit better, I think. So my Pippin that I'm pairing up with Thomas Brody Sangster, I have Tom Holland. <laughs> so do I. Do you? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just think like he's gonna have so much fun with that. I just thought because like I wanted Timothy Chalamet in this. Yeah. And I was like, who else is young and can bounce off Chalamet? And I was like, they already do that because they're already mates. And Tom Holland, like obviously part of the MCU, has already proven that he's capable of taking on large projects and large IP and being able to pull it off. Yeah, as opposed to people like Jude Law and Henry Cavill. Well, no, I'm talking about like in a youthful sense. Oh, yeah. yeah. For younger people. (laughs) (laughs) My bad, my bad. <laughs> I thought we were about to start bagging out the rest of our picks. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah. I mean, like, you know, he's already taken on Spider-Man and then, like, portrayed that in some of the biggest moments in cinematic history and, like, held his own and worked alongside people like, you know, Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans and, you know, stood alongside people who are doing massive works and held his own that I think he's got enough to be able to sort of, like, come into the Lord of the Rings as a massive franchise, hugely popular, hugely successful and not be overwhelmed by it while still being like still retaining that youthfulness as well and having a lot of fun. I like it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, you should, it was your pick as well. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not arguing with you because the ideal Pippin. All right. <laughs> Who'd you have for Frodo? I had Andy Serkis. <laughs> All right. The last one. And this is one that I really struggled with. We talked about this before we started recording. Like this one, I I felt like there was nobody that captured this as like that could do this job like Ian McKellen did this job. And it felt almost wrong to put anybody else in that scenario. Can I just, just quickly say that we're both idiots? Why? None of us said Tom Hiddleston for Legolas. I considered Tom Hiddleston. I think he'd be fucking brilliant. I, can see, I also considered Tom Hiddleston for Aragorn as well. No, no, he's too pretty. That's that. That's why I he, I couldn't see him getting like dirtied up like I could Michael Fassbender. So yeah, I did consider I did consider Hiddleston. So Gandalf, I I have a pick. I've got three. Okay. And I've got like I've I chose out of three that I found and I like one the most. Yeah. So I couldn't I couldn't find anybody else who I think could do it. And even still, I'm not 100% happy with it. So my final choice... is Ian McKellen. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I nearly did. I was like, I, I nearly put Ian McKellen back in. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't care. What's Robbie going to do about it? <laughs> I nearly put Ian McKellen back in there and just rode with it. But in the spirit of the game, my final choice was Liam Neeson. I considered him. I had considered him. Yeah, and I, I, he wasn't. He wasn't in my three picks. I think he needs to. Um, he needs to smile more. He needs to age a bit more too. Somehow. Uh, I don't even know. Like, I mean, obviously, again, like they can do that in in prosthetics, and like Ian McKellen, that was that wasn't Ian McKellen's nose. You know, like they they put prosthetics on him. Blasphemy. Like, <laughs> they can do that kind of stuff. It's the the major thing for me with Gandalf, and the reason why I wasn't like a hundred percent sold on anybody is there's just this special like special quality 
about Gandalf where he is just, he just seems so warm all the time. I mean, he's an intense dude and he's an absolute badass when it comes to actually being on the battlefield. But the care and the love that he shows the hobbits and the men around him, everybody around him that he comes into contact with is just like, that's the part that I struggled with of capturing. It's like, how can, how can I portray that the most? And Liam Neeson was the only one, like Liam Neeson from The Phantom Menace, but 20 years older, essentially. You know, like taking an Anakin and caring for Anakin, but just like, I just need him to smile more and be like a little bit nicer. Did you, because Ian McKellen is in, did you immediately consider Patrick Stewart? Yeah. <laughs> I it was, was just, a thought that crossed my mind. Because I was mind. just like, well, Magneto's out. Who we got? Yeah. <laughs> it crossed my mind, but then I was like, no, <laughs> that's, that's. It was literally the first person I was like, maybe. I was like, no, it'd be horrible. <laughs> but no, yeah, I, I'm, I'm okay with my pick. It's just, I don't feel like I could, I couldn't think of anybody else that I could put in there that would portray it as, as Ian McKellen. So it's like, I, I can't get that. I can't capture that. So I'm just going to have to do with the next best thing. And I think that's Liam Neeson. All right. Well. I guess that leaves me with mine. Yeah. <laughs> I do think mine is uh, a slightly better pick to T- TBH. I'll read out the three that I had put aside. Yep. The first one, it was the first, this was the first one I came across where I was like, this could be a decent uh, Gandalf, but he's not, his roles aren't usually very warm, like you were saying. Yeah. And there's Charles Dance. Charles Dance. He played, oh, is he? He's the um. He played Tywin Lannister in Game of Thrones. Ah, uh, okay. That, that's not the guy I was thinking of. Okay. Yep. I get you. Yep. Uh, and then I had Ralph Fiennes. <laughs> Voldemort. <Yep>. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, he'd be pretty good. I, I do actually think that. But the one I've gone with is Jeffrey Rush. Oh yeah, yeah. I could see that. Aussie bloke. Yep. I think he'd be fucking great as Gandalf, as a successor to Ian McKellen. I don't, I don't think that he'd ever live up to Ian, Ian McKellen, McKellen. Nah. but I do think that... I honestly don't think that anybody could live up to Ian McKellen. I think Jeffrey Rush, in terms of the aesthetic as well, could capture it really, really well. I think that, like, he'd be a good second best. You know what I mean? Like, to be fair, I don't really think that many of these of the list is going to be, like, the same. You know what I mean? The same level of casting as it was in the original. Yeah, like... Orlando Bloom as Legolas was fucking great, you know? And, and also it, just, like, shot Orlando Bloom to stardom as well. Oh, yeah. Was, like he he wasn't, Pir- was he in Pirates before or after? After. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. And he became, like, yeah, all the all the ladies loved Orlando Bloom for a little while there. All my girls love Bloom. Yeah. <laughs> all my homies. <laughs> <laughs> you know who else I considered for um Gimli? This is just a wild one out there because it just it just I just pop back into my head now. What Christopher Hiv Hivju or whatever his name is? Who? He was on Game of Thrones, um, and he was also on Fast and Furious. He's like the ginger dude with the beard. Ah, uh, okay. No, I know who you're talking about. I no, I never saw. He was never in it when I was watching Game of Thrones, so I couldn't comment on that. But no, I considered Jonah Hill. <laughs> you're just looking at comedians you fucking idiot yeah I mean basically yeah but like comedians like and, and Jonah Hill can also do like he's a good actor like a good dramatic actor as well it's it's more so the point of like they're just not warriors that sticks the most yeah to be fair like not many are no you know? 
I mean, like, I'm really happy. I'm really, really happy with my Michael Fassbender, my Aragon, and my Boromir. I'm stoked with those. I think, I think they're. If we were to do those today, I think they would be the ideal picks. Well, the, uh, what, who is your Boromir again? Idris Elba. I, I still, I still go Cavill. Yeah, nah. I feel like. <laughs> oh, surprise, surprise. Yeah. Rick, Rick <laughs> Disagree. Doesn't, Rick doesn't agree with me. <laughs> I feel like he's too. I don't know. Like I've watched The Witcher as well, but it, for some reason, I just can't like. You can't see him as anything but Superman. Yeah, yeah. Tough. He's kind Get of like over it. he's in. He's not. When I think of Henry Cavill, I think of Henry Cavill, the nerd that plays World of Warcraft, that is also like astonishingly handsome and you know gigantic. Just ripped. Yeah, and ripped. and then like my next thought after that is Superman. I never go to The Witcher first, which obviously like The Witcher, he plays someone who's rough and dirtied up and like a good warrior that kind of thing but it's just like i don't know i don't i don't i guess i don't correlate the witcher with boromir either yeah i'm just like i was really trying to not have actors in the mcu yeah (laughs) i was was heartbroken when i put tom holland in my list but i was like i just he'd be so good well my first pick for boromir was chris hemsworth i was like no i can't have i because then i could just see myself chris evans no chris hemsworth okay yeah no, and I, yeah, because I could have just seen myself just defaulting like, oh, MCU, MCU, MCU. <laughs> so, yeah, I had to try really hard not to just cast all of my favorite MCU actors. <laughs> I ended up with one, Tom Holland as well. But I feel like Tom Holland would be a great Pippin. So I feel yeah. like that's okay. Yeah, I think so too. I actually, I'm really happy with my Ace of Butterfield for Frodo. I'm really happy with Jeffrey Rush for Gandalf. Yeah, yeah. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Rush wasn't even one that I even thought of. I think I was literally just stuck on the fact that nobody's ever going to be as good as Ian McKellen. So what's the point of trying? Oh, well, that's the spirit. <laughs> just, yeah. for, just for the record, people, this whole video, this whole recording was Rick's idea. Yeah, <laughs> this whole episode. This whole episode was Rick's idea. And he's gone, I don't even know why I'm trying. It's gone, yeah. what This the- is dumb. <laughs> Fuck you, Rick. You, yeah, you left. You left after we like talked about this, and I was like, oh, "What a fucking stupid idea! I hate myself so much." God damn it. How could I do this to Ian McKellen? I want to see more Ian McKellen stuff. What do you mean more? I want more Ian McKellen. What are you talking about? He's he's fantastic. Yeah, he's in heaps. Yeah, I want more. Oh my god. He should be back in the MCU. You're such a greedy little kid. I don't know doing what. I don't know what he would do, but I need more Ian McKellen. <laughs> is that too much to ask for oh you know who I just realised would be kind of cool maybe in a few years to be Gandalf who Gary Oldman I actually considered Gary Oldman Gary Oldman <laughs> Gary's an old man that is and that's how I found like that's how he came to my mind because I just googled wise old man actor and obviously like because I typed in old man it just put those together and I was like oh Gary Oldman and I was like oh that could work I think he'd be good. Yeah. I, I considered it and I thought back to like when he played um, Sirius Black in Harry Potter. I was like, he, he was very like kind and warm, mm. but I just don't feel like, I know that he's a fantastic actor and I know that they can do things about it, but like, I just didn't feel his presence as much as like, like he didn't feel as commanding. Who did you choose again? Liam Neeson. I feel like they're both Titans. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to like argue against any of them, to be honest. All I'm hearing is that you chose Star Wars over Harry Potter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with the actual actors themselves. Yeah, know, so. and this thing, like, you can't even say, like, oh, I don't think that 
Gary Oldman would be able to pull this off because Gary Oldman is an incredible actor. Like, he is actually one of the best actors working currently. So, Wait, did you did you look up any like stuff on YouTube for people's like recast? No, you know what I did? I just Googled actors in their 30s and then went through a list of people that were in their 30s to try and find someone to play Legolas. Or for Aragorn, I went actors in their 40s and then just scrolled through a list of actors in their 40s until I found someone who I thought would be like, oh yeah, they could work. And then I started making the list of, yep, I could see that, I could see that, I could see that. And then- The one I saw the most of, like when I was looking it up, was um, people were saying that uh, was Nicolaj Costa Volder. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Should um, play Aragon. Jamie Lannister, isn't it? Jamie Lannister. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I was just like, oh, I just hated him in Lord of, in Game of Thrones. <laughs> I don't want him to be my Aragon, even though it's not even being made. I'm just like, I can't. He'd be a good Boromir, actually. I, I saw, see. I saw. I think people. Uh, it was. I think it was like, I can't remember who it was. I think it might have been like Screen Rant or something like that. Yeah. And I think they had like Hugh Jackman as Boromir. And I was like, he's not intimidating. Yeah. He's small. Yeah, I yeah, I couldn't I couldn't see that. I think like maybe young Hugh Jackman. I think at this point in time, those like the days of him being a Boromir style are behind him. Yeah. But yeah, young yeah. young Hugh Jackman, I could definitely see pulling that off. Alright. Well should we wrap should we wrap it up there? We've given our given our lists and our our second and third choices on a lot of these. Yeah, just one more thing. I was going to, when I first thought of Gandalf, I think the first person after um, Patrick Stewart I had in my head was Anthony Hopkins. Oh, yeah. I also thought of Michael Gambon. I don't know who that is. That's Dumbledore from Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I was just like, that's cheap. But yeah, and that's the thing, like, that's, that's just... Like, that's like choosing Patrick it's Stewart. It's literally just like the, like, the mirror copy, but just not as nice. Like, he's just not as friendly as Gandalf is. And that's like, like I said, that's the major thing. Like I want to find that somebody who can portray that warmth and Gambon was not warm in Harry Potter at all. You know, everybody knows of the, the famous Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? That's, uh, yeah, that was, that was a wild choice by Michael Gambon. So <laughs> yeah, I couldn't go that way. I think we, I think we, I actually think we did a pretty good job. I think so too. I think like, you know, some of our choices were better. I mean, I, I think I did better with um Gandalf, but I think you did better with... Uh, Aragorn, Michael Fassbender? Yeah, I think yeah. you nailed that. Yeah, I think Fassbender is the perfect choice for a new Aragorn. Per- perfect, perfect, if I do say so myself. All right, cool. Well, yeah, we'll wrap it up there. This is our uh, our last episode recording. Of Hell Week. Yeah, for a little while now. We're actually going on a bit of a sabbatical, I guess. Well, you're going to work and I'm going to be yeah, away. Yeah, you're going on holiday, mate. Right. Yeah, yeah. When I went on holiday, I went for four days. Yeah, yeah. I'm going for a little bit longer. <laughs> but that's okay. We're still going to have episodes coming out. We may, there may be one week that we miss, but we will we will notify you on, on the socials when that comes up. So do make sure you follow us on socials, on the Instagram, on the Facebook, at the only pop culture pod. But that's the whole reason why we've been spending so much time in the studio recording this week is so that we can try and make up for as much time as possible while we are both away. But yeah, keep in touch on the socials. Let us know what you think of our casting. Let us know if there's anybody who you think we should have casted instead, who you would do for Gandalf. That was my toughest one. So if you've got any suggestions for Gandalf, let oh, us bro, know. Bang that, Jeffrey Rush. <laughs> Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. And again, don't forget to leave us a five-star review. 
Can't stress how much that helps. I say this every single week, but the more reviews we get, the more we shoot up those rankings and the more people find us. So Yeah, we keep shooting them. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're nearly, and this is this is a bit of a bit of a analytics thing for you now, Robbie, because you don't know this, but we're nearly at five hundred total downloads now. Oh. Yeah. How many episodes have we done? Uh how many episodes are out? Seventeen, I think. Holy shit. Yeah. Damn, yeah. we've been doing this for a while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Seventeen weeks that we've been going for. So, well, we had a missed week. Remember, we had one missed week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, eighteen weeks in total that we've been podcasting, but seventeen weeks that we've uh, published. That's crazy. Yeah, good times. Yeah, man. Got some. Yeah, but yeah, we've got some really fun episodes coming. We've always got other things in the plan, but again, we said it last week. If you do have anything that you want us to talk about, if you have any questions, we might start doing a bit of a mailbox soon. If you have anything that you want us to, to touch on, email us at the only pop culture podcast at gmail.com. That's probably the easiest way for it to get in touch with us to, to make sure that we'll see it. Otherwise, yeah, feel free to comment on our posts on socials as well. But yeah, we'll leave it there. We'll get out so we can finally uh, get back to our own lives and get out of the studio and Robbie can get out of my house. And you can come to mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Robbie's sister's birthday, so I'm heading over to their house in like two hours' time. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks so much for listening, guys, and we'll see you again next week. All right, thanks, guys. Bye, Bye Mom. Bye, Mom. Bye, Mom.